the third day of the month. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John 1, verse 14. Christ is the image of the invisible God, and Him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. Colossians 1, verse 15. In Jesus, we find the clearest and most complete glimpse of the eternal God that we mortals are capable of experiencing. The church has always insisted that Jesus is far more than simply another good teacher of morals who ran afoul of conventional ideas and beliefs. Jesus is nothing less than God among us in human form. In Jesus, we see the extent to which God will go to proclaim reconciliation and to demonstrate a drastic reordering of life. This is what it means to say that Christ died and rose for us. Consider your response to God's work in Christ Jesus. Suppose Jesus had never lived. How would your ways of understanding God be different? How would your motivation for doing good be different? To what extent does gratitude for the gift of Christ in our midst fill you with joy? Opening Prayer Jesus, Savior and Sovereign, for our sakes you dwell among us in humility and patience, that we might know more fully on earth the ways of heaven. Willingly you allowed yourself to be given over to death at our hands. Triumphantly you conquered death for us and made us your friends rather than the slaves of sin. Drive from our hearts all ingratitude, all apathy or carelessness in following you. Into our hearts thus emptied, pour the fullness of your faithful witness that the world may behold in us some small sign of that eternal love which you have and hold within the Trinity and share most graciously with all who seek you. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 8. I will sing of the loving devotions of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, loving devotion is built up forever. In the heavens you establish your faithfulness. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build up your throne for all generations. The heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness as well, in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared and awesome above all who surround him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is like you? O mighty Lord, your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. From the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments." 
You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath for the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not cover your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. From the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed Jews ask for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found at the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who were selling the doves, he said, Take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, It took forty-six years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's a prayer written by Kathy Branzell, who is the president of the National Day of Prayer Task Force. And this is the National Day of Prayer for 2023. We come with fervent hearts to praise you, Lord. You are the word, the way, truth, and life, the Alpha and Omega, Lion of Judah, Almighty God, who was and is and is to come. You clothed yourself in flesh and dwelt among us to remove our sin and clothe us in your righteousness that we might dwell with you forever and ever. With broken and humbled hearts, we repent 
of our sins, confessing to you our faithlessness, prayerlessness, and disobedience. Forgive us for our doubt, our prideful and quarrelsome words that reveal our unclean hearts. Cleanse us and renew a right and steadfast spirit within us as we pray. With grateful hearts, we thank you fervently for the blessing in our life and throughout America. They are more than we are able to count. We remember your grace and testify to your goodness all generations. Help us to refrain from complaining, but instead be prompted to pray faithfully in every circumstance. Teach us to have a content heart, knowing you are always enough for our every need. As for the church, we commit to pray and love our neighbor and nation as you loved us, that a reputation in this world without would be rooted in your love. Holy Spirit, work and overflow through us in every prayer, thought, word, and deed. May our character, conversations, and conduct reflect the righteousness in which you clothed us and command us to live. With an obedient heart, we put on the full armor of God. Your breastplate of righteousness guards our heart, from which flows the springs of life. We pray fervently for our communities and country, the people who are in the church, family, education, business and workplace, military, government, arts, education and media. Every person is your workmanship, fearfully and wonderfully created and loved. With hopeful hearts, we pray that all would choose to receive your love and follow you. We pray that America would confess Jesus as Lord and reflect your righteousness in every sphere of influence, in every aspect of our lives. We ask that heavenly hope would flood our hearts, silence hate, and that you will heal our land. Believing you, you all you are, you said, and all you have promised. We pray fervently in righteousness and avail much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated to the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.